Hello and welcome to AI Unfiltered with me, Ian Bowie, and our resident expert, Mikael Stormbom, where we will be talking about everything to do with AI in our modern digital society and what the future holds for all of us. Right, so the subject for today, folks, is actually red versus green AI. Um, until I started looking into this, I didn't know there was such a thing as red or green AI. Um, I think um, most of us probably sit at our computers, access the internet, um, and, and pay absolutely no thought whatsoever to the fact that somewhere there are thousands and thousands of servers working very, very hard to serve our ever-growing need for information. And of course, AI is extremely energy intensive, isn't it, Mikhail? Uh, yes, indeed. And I hope to do my part to popularize the terms uh, red and green AI, because I do think it's an important uh, thing to to talk about. But yes. Well, perhaps we can start with, in, in your opinion, what makes an AI red? Yeah, so there, I mean, there are two aspects. The so one is in creation of the AI, so training of the underlying machine learning models. Uh, very resource in in intensive uh, and also increasing in in the amount of resources needed because the sort of these AI systems are are ever growing in in size. So that's one aspect, and then of course just us in using those. All right, of course, if it is very en energy intensive, it also means that whoever is researching and working and developing AI, um, they need access to these huge amounts of, of, of energy. Um, now, we probably have to assume that the people most able to access those levels of energy are here in the West. So do you think at the moment we are creating a divide between those that have and that are a greater, I should say, a greater divide between those that have and those that have not. Um, that all AI is becoming very, very Western-centric, or at least rich country-centric. Of course, the Chinese, of course, they have the um, financial ability and access to energy also to create their own AI, as do one imagines the Russians. And then there's the West. But what about the rest of the world? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely because these require so much resources that uh, I mean certainly there's certainly a great divide one could of course then argue whether whether these sort of very energy in intensive uh, AI systems are needed in the in the first place like what that what value do they actually do they actually bring no, but yeah I mean I definitely not just in terms of AI but just access to digital infrastructure yeah and all, all that and the entails and all the benefits that that brings I mean certainly yeah. So, I mean, but is, is there ever going to be a way to correct the balance? Um, I mean, you know, are we going to see massive data farms uh, on the African continent um, and, and, and throughout Southeast Asia, for example? You know, will, will it ever be possible to create the level of infrastructure that the whole world requires to ensure that everybody has access to this type of technology? Well, I mean, it's a matter of investment, right? So I think, it, and a matter of... Well, and, and also power generation. And power generation. So I mean, one thing is that the hardware, of course, becomes more energy efficient. 
over time. But it also also means that these AI systems keep on growing because if you can use the underlying hardware more efficiently, then you can also sort of grow in size the the thing that uses it. One of the things that seems to drive AI is the need for accuracy. Um, now, of course, accuracy requires considerable um, computational power. So in order to reduce the need for so much power, could developers be willing to accept less accuracy for more efficiency? Yeah, I mean, I think that's been the, been the trade-off for. But it isn't, isn't, isn't the whole point of AI um, about accuracy? You know, we've, 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 we've talked about, um, for example, consumer tracking in e-commerce. Surely that type of AI is only as good as it is accurate. If it's not accurate, it's pointless. You know, if it's, if it's, if it's not pushing the right products to the right people. Yeah, I think we want to qualify that one a bit. So, I mean, certainly ac accurate, but up to what point? I mean, I mean, to you, you, it is impossible to create a system that's 100% accurate. That, that is just an impossibility. Well, if we talk about self-driving so cars, then we need 100% accuracy, don't we? I mean, And uh, we'll come back to why possibly automated vehicles are not a good idea in a future episode. <laughs> question is, how close to 100% do you? And I mean, consumer tracking is one thing. Mm. And again, there also, when it comes to accuracy, you, you want to be accurate in the, in the right circumstances, right? But I mean, I'm, so, I'm sure I'm, example, Amazon want 100% accuracy um, in their pick and pack. Uh, warehouses. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of customer recommendation, so uh, I mean, if you're reasonably accurate in pushing products to a person who is who's more likely to buy, that's more important than just spamming a person who wasn't ever going to buy anything yeah, in the first no, place. That's, that's just a numbers game, isn't it? I mean, no, but uh, I mean, that's what yeah. I mean by that with 100% accuracy isn't necessarily yeah, okay. It, 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 it's depending on the circumstances. And li likewise with autonomous autonomous vehicles. So, I mean, the question about that 2% when it's wrong, the question is, in what circumstances is it wrong? Because in some circumstances, it doesn't matter, whereas in others, it might be fatal. Mm. So I think it's not just necessarily about staring oneself blind, blindly at the, like a percentage, but rather looking at where it is accurate and in what way it is accurate and what what happens when it's not accurate so it's so we're now talking about selective accuracy yes and i mean you, you have to look at the actual use case for it i think that's a that's the key thing really mm. all right then so we've got an understanding that ai is extremely energy intensive um but there is still the expression green ai so what makes ai green as opposed to red. I'm going to say that there isn't such a thing as green AI. I think there's greener AI. Because I mean, I mean, to the extent that there is, is anything that we do all that green. Well, it's starting to become a bit of a philosophical question. I yeah. would say no, personally. Yeah, I indeed. So I mean, we, we can be green up to a point. So I think that's the same with AI. I think you're greener if you for one thing, if you're aware of how much, how in energy intensive these things are, and you work to optimize your system such that they use less energy, I think that's, then you can have a system that's greener, not necessarily green, but greener. 
What about the source of the energy that they consume? Would that make them greener? So if they were if they were um, sourcing their energy predominantly from hydroelectric or from uh, wind power, wave power. Well, I mean, certainly. does that help? I mean, certainly. I mean, using so-called green energy, of course, that yeah. that makes things certainly greener. AI systems included. So, what's the answer? I mean, sh- 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 should we pick and choose AI projects um, depending on their potential to consume en- energy? I think it should definitely be a consideration. Certainly, I mean, one area in particular where that uh, where these sort of massive models have become uh, the norm is uh, natural language processing. So, basically, analyzing analyzing language in in various levels. So, I mean, for example. That, that's what uh, Google and Facebook and so forth does with their, with with their these rather massive, massive uh, models. And and again, so you get very good accuracy, but to what end is the? I think it's a relevant. So what's question. the purpose? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I mean, what are your ideas on on how to solve the problem um, of researchers that do not have access to, for example, renewable energy? So research is not having access to renewable energy. Yeah, so energy. We're, try, we're trying to, yeah. we're, you know, if we, if we want AI well, to become greener, and we've agreed, I think, that at least having access to so-called green energy is at least one way um, of mitigating the, the, you know, level of energy consumption. Um, how do we address um, the problem of researchers who just don't have the possibility to access that type of energy well i think we need to have more renewable energy available i don't see any way any other sort of way so then when we invest and develop new power generation mm. then it just has to, it just has to be green yeah i think that's really the only other ones if, if we need more green energy then we just have to make more green energy available okay that's fair enough um and then what about the actual current use um, of energy? Do you think there should be more transparency regarding the true costs of AI um, with regard to energy use and CO emissions? I definitely think so. I mean, when you go to the store and you buy an electronic, an electric appliance like a fridge, I mean, it has an energy rating there, right? Right on it. Yeah. So, so why not do the same for these AI systems? Because, I mean, you can certainly calculate to some degree of accuracy at least. How much energy is being is being used? So, so definitely, yeah, I do think so. And uh, I mean, I mean, it was said in the, in the early onset of this pandemic that we're currently in that now that people are staying at home and driving less and using less fossil fuels, that 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 would be a good thing for the environment now that we are sort of less mobile. But I think in, using all of these uh, uh, Netflix and so forth and streaming and and whatnot so it probably came come out as a as a wash essentially as far as the environment is concerned yeah i wonder if um if people actually realize um what their co footprint is when they're streaming for example netflix perhaps and maybe double screening by surfing the internet um and and buying themselves a new electronic gadget etc no, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think. I think there might even be the illusion that, well, as I said, if you if you just stay at home and 
don't move around, don't use fossil fuels, that you're somehow greener, but that's not necessarily the case because, of course, the more if you're more at home, of course, you spend, you use more energy and electricity at home as well. Well, I suppose you don't really think about it because, I mean, you know, you, you, you plug your laptop in and you're using your laptop yeah. or, or, or desktop. Um, you, you don't see a massive spike in your electric bill. Um, you know, I, I, certainly, I mean, I've been at home now for a year and a half, almost two years, and I don't think there's been very much movement in, in our electric bill um, from me streaming a little bit more um, I, I, I stream music, I stream films, I surf the internet constantly. Um, so I think on, in, in terms of domestic usage of energy, it doesn't seem to have very much of an impact at all. So I, 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 I yeah, haven't indeed. really thought that I'm being less green. Um, in fact, you're quite right. I felt I've been more green because I haven't been driving here, there and everywhere. Yeah, but uh, indeed that And also might not, not flying either. Well, I haven't. Well, I suppose not flying. That certainly <laughs> helps. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's not necessarily the case that one is all that much greener staying at home. Not necessarily, at least. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I even eat more as well. And that's not green either, is it? Yeah. No. Plus, uh, if we're less mobile, less moving about, of course, mm. I mean, that has a health impact. So, and then we're of course no. more of a a strain on the healthcare system. And but so you know, if, 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 if we think about the future, do you think, because we're, we're increasingly going to be using systems that, require, that, that rely heavily on AI, so are we actually just going to become more and more and more energy hungry in the future? That has certainly been a development, so far at least. But, I mean, so so it, I think it's a yes to that one. Because I mean, all right, so far but isn't it true to say that ai even today is still very much in its infancy that there is so much still to do that that you know we haven't even begun to tap into um the 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 real potential for what ai can achieve for us yeah i mean i definitely i agree with that so if not in its infancy at least in its adolescence yeah at the very least so yeah, yeah i mean certainly the, it's very much the beginning of the. But, I mean, I certainly saw yeah. a documentary recently um, about everybody's favorite online retailer, and they were saying that um, at their data center, there was a time when they got one new um, server a day, and now they're taking in thousands a month. Yeah. So that's a lot of electricity being consumed a right there. Huge amount of electricity. Yeah. So how, in your opinion, are we actually going to meet that ever-increasing demand for power? I guess there will come a point where it's just not no longer possible to, to generate more energy. I don't know. And what's going to happen then? The inevitable march to oblivion, yes. So <laughs> <laughs> the doomsday project. <laughs> um, so should we actually be putting all our eggs in the AI basket? No, and I mean, that's not just about AI. I mean, that's about about using energy and electricity. More so, should we, should we be more, should we look at more ways of using less of it? Which or should it, we just look at more ways of increasing efficiencies? That we definitely should, and uh, mm. to some extent we are. 
but I think it's a bit of both. I mean, it is. I don't think it can grow infinitely. All right. Well, he, 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 here's one for you. Do you actually think that most people even care? I mean, let's take no, instead of short answer. Cri- cri- cryptocurrencies <laughs> as, a, as a perfect example. Um, I got quite interested in cryptocurrencies um, simply because of, of, of kind of the, the ethos behind them um, until I was made aware of the absolutely massive amount of energy that is required to mine them. And then my interest started to wane. But cryptos are only growing. Yeah. More and more people, even countries, are starting to adopt them. Oh, yes. So are we basically on the road to energy hell, energy Armageddon? Well, I think we were on that road long before. Well, we were, no, but, but, we're, but we're, 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 much, we're much more aware we today than we were perhaps 20, 30 years ago. Certainly. And yet, all we're doing is, is increasing our demand for energy and kidding ourselves. I think that's absolutely the case. Yeah. But that doesn't really help the people listening to this, does it? Because they want answers. How do we stop it? How do we stop the madness? Well, I mean, it starts from being aware of it in the, in the first place. I mean, when it comes to cryptos, for example, I mean, there's still only, only so many people are actually doing or using cryptocurrencies or mining. Because there's still a very, very small minority of... But the, the energy that they are but using they, is phenomenal. Yeah. So if more people adopt it, then I mean, it gets even worse, certainly. Yes. Yes. But people can't help themselves. At least I don't think they can. No, indeed not. I think yeah. history has shown that we are unable to help ourselves. How, how do you wean yourself off your Alibaba habit? Or, or, or binging Netflix? I think, that's quite, I think that's quite a difficult one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know if there is a good answer. Maybe. So in actual fact, we, we need to do perhaps a little bit of research into the greening of AI. I think we need to do plenty of research into that, yeah. yes. And yeah. certainly raising awareness that it's a consideration to begin with. Mm. Okay. It's a start if people are aware, at least. It's a start if the right people are aware and they're willing to do something about it. Um, but the problem, the problem is a lot of, a lot of AI is, is, is about making money. I think and, all, just about all AI is yes, about making money, really. And, and improving conveniences. And so... If there's money to be made and greater convenience to be had, I suspect it's never going to stop. No, indeed. I, I think that comes to, back to the conversation we had about companies behaving legally versus behaving ethically. Mm. I think it's uh, if you don't put constraints on how a company may operate, then they, mm. they will do what they do to maximize profit. Well, the, the, the only way that you can put constraints on companies is through consumer behavior. If people stop buying, they have to listen. Yeah, and I mean, that comes to... I mean, certainly consumers have been driving greening to some extent. I mean, there's the, the term greenwashing that you sort of mm. portray yourself to be eco-friendly so as to get uh, get business, even though in practice you might not mm. actually be all that green. So I... So but when, when you talk about consumers who are basically people, 
what are you willing to give up to be green? I say here as we sit here uh, among this <laughs> nice uh, uh, electronic equipment. That's right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, what 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 am I willing to give up to be green? Where 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 should I start? Will I give up my car? Uh, no. Um, do I want to give up my television? No. Access to the internet? Absolutely not. My mobile phone? No. So it's a bit sad, but it is a hard truth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you I heard it here first. Yeah, that's a sad thing indeed, if we are the first ones to say it. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> of course not. But. No, but I mean, I think it comes, it comes down to we need, we need to consume less and... Hmm. Who's going yeah. to give it up first? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. How many jumpers do you really need? Or shirts or trousers or pairs of shoes? No, I, I absolutely. So, uh, yeah. And especially when the, the, the internet is absolutely chock full of so-called influencers trying to persuade you to buy even more. Yeah, indeed. Now that's a profession being an influencer. <laughs> what? That is another profession and I'm sure there's, there's AI has a role to play in that as well. Well, certainly, the infl- using social media. I mean, of course, it's AI during the background pushing the yeah. content to you, isn't it? There? Absolutely. So. Yeah. so I think we've got to the stage where we've come to an agreement that there is basically no hope. Bit of a down note end. And no, 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 yeah, no, no. I we, 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 we can't end on a downer, can we? No. The, let's put it like this. There's obviously a lot still to do. There's a lot and a lot can be done. Yes. Yes. But it, it will require aggressive action, I yes. do think so. Aggressive action and lots of clever people who think in the same way. 